Hello and welcome to another episode of Meet the Team by Companies House. Today I am joined by Angie Lewis, our Head of People Transformation. She's someone who has an extensive career in HR and has been at Companies House alone for nearly nine years. She is a ray of sunshine and I am so looking forward to speaking to her today. So without another second to wait, welcome Angie. Oh, I love the fact, Meg, that you called me a ray of sunshine. That might be my nicest thing all day. Oh, well, it's true. You okay? Yes, I'm very good, thank you. You are the perfect end to a long day. Yes, well, it is hard to find a tiny little gap in your calendar. So it was the only gap in weeks, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was definitely pleased to give it to you, that's for sure. Oh, thank you. So I'm going to just kick off with my first question, um, and it's to address our recent amazing achievement, which has been awarded to us from Investors in People, which is the platinum status. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about the journey to getting there and what's next? Okay, happy to do that. And can I say I'm still, you know, a month on from finding out that we were awarded the platinum, still smiling about it because so few organizations are awarded this sort of level of assessment. So it it does really matter. And, you know, three years ago, Meg, we um, were awarded the gold um, level, which is amazing as well. But we set ourselves a goal back then. And I remember talking to Louise, our, our chief exec, and saying, you know, wouldn't it be amazing for us to show in three years that we're, you know, we're a platinum organization? And she said, oh, I love the fact you aim high, Angie. And I said, well, actually, that's this is about ambition, but it's also about if we really do aim high, the only thing that we can have is a much better experience. But also imagine what that would be like for our colleagues. And so we've worked really hard over these three years to sort of focus on the things that we were given in terms of feedback from the gold assessment. Uh, particularly around leadership and making sure that our colleagues could understand the sort of role and purpose of Companies House um, and to really focus on um, how can they bring their whole self to work and how can we allow people to truly flourish, which has been brilliant because it links directly with our um, Companies House strategy. Um, And this isn't sort of a surprise that our focus on the strategic goal of um, creating a culture where colleagues can come to work and flourish and drive high performance so there's been this link for the last three years and to get that validated by an external organization to say you're on the right track you've made huge progress and for us it's a continuum because it's not about sitting back now and saying oh well we've cracked it it's about maintaining those levels learning from the sort of um, advice and recommendations they put in celebrating where we've done really well and holding on to it and, you know, it's really exciting because it genuinely is an organizational wide achievement. And that was one of the main sort of comments from IIP was that everyone they spoke to was with us in terms of understanding what we wanted to achieve, but also felt part of this sort of very exciting transformation journey we're on, but also part of our culture change journey. Yeah, I think what you said then about it it runs through everyone it's not like a top level thing those values are really throughout and I've definitely experienced that and I think it goes to show that everyone still feels it we've been working at home now since March as have a lot of people and to still feel that 
you know feeling of being part of something at home it goes to show how special it really is yeah i definitely agree and i think you know we've we've been in this unique situation we've obviously had you know um our offices have been open uh, and we have been providing services in our you know offices as well with smaller teams and the large percentage of our workforce has been at home but managing you know remote workers and those in the office has been challenging at times but actually all the work we've done before covid uh, hit us around networks and community and being able to be your true self have just reaped so many benefits and dividends over the last six or seven months that people i would say ironically genuinely feel more connected now than they did before the pandemic which quite frankly just goes to show that if you'll invest that effort in giving your employees a voice, uh, building these networks, um, you know, under the umbrella of sort of culture change and diversity and inclusion, actually, when it truly matters, you will see the rewards. And like you, you know, there's not a week goes by when I don't think, wow, look at what people are doing here to drive change, to improve the experience for the customer, to support their colleagues um, and to keep talking to us, to make sure that we are making good decisions. Um, you know, it is pretty, and I, I think I wrote about it somewhere to say it's it's magical. And I know that sounds a bit naff to some people, but you okay. know, I've worked in HR for sort of 30 years and I have never been in a situation where I've felt this sort of level of... Um, magic in terms of a movement and it yeah. is a movement it's not just one or two people you know you're talking about a movement of people passionate about change and about delivering great services for their customers I yeah. mean it's amazing yeah enchanting is another word that oh, I like enchanted yeah I go with enchanted I love that. another thing I was going to say it's like people say there's nothing that could have prepared you for this year. But actually, as far as being prepared goes, I think Companies House had it as prepared as you could be for something like the pandemic. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Because, gosh, we would never want this. Of course we wouldn't. And I'm sure lots of other organisations feel the same, that, you know, in a sense, you've had to respond. But it's these challenges, these horrendous challenges that come left field, albeit this is a much longer one, mm. that really show how resilient you are as an organisation, but also demonstrate to me that if you invest in your people and you provide this infrastructure and you really, you, you live and breathe a sense of compassion and connection, whatever hits you, you will come out a bit stronger yeah. Now, that's not to, for one minute to disregard the um, personal circumstances of individual, which have all been very different. But what we've tried to do is to say from a work perspective, we're going to try and really help sort of mitigate stress for you. We're going to try and support you so that you can carry on supporting your customers, because actually we're all dealing with a lot of tough stuff personally as well while this is going on so you know our commitment to the sort of well-being and mental health and physical health has been even more important but probably even bigger than that for me has been the social connection making yeah. sure nobody's left behind making sure nobody feels isolated checking in with people to make sure they're all right and you know as a, a compassionate employer as company's house is we genuinely believe that that's our responsibility yeah and that matters to people. It really does, yeah. And that leads me on. Um, you touched on 
our culture but can you tell me um from the start basically about our culture story okay so you know we've always had a great culture in this organization but you know particularly three years ago when we were looking at transformation and where we saw ourselves as an organization we brought that to life by engaging with the whole workforce in workshops to say what makes what do we want to cherish what do we want to hold on to that makes us special but what do we perhaps need to change and and we realized um, we had sort of three key behaviors we wanted to focus on and they were adaptability boldness and curiosity that perhaps they weren't as prevalent as they could have been okay we did have the compassion and we we had that sense of community but we wanted to build on it so we've done a huge amount over the last three years around the adaptable, bold and curious behaviours. And so they have become our sort of link to um, things like our ideas hub, where we encourage people to come forward with new concepts and things that are stopping them from doing their, you know, their work effectively. Um, we've got our boldness, which is about actually challenging the way we do things and challenging the status quo. Um, and, and just challenging because actually this isn't personal. This is about the best outcome for our customers and that's really helped and then the curiosity which has really been about you know all of us looking outwards being aware of what's going on how that relates to our organization questioning um, and, and you know all of these things have been gradual but you're starting to see that change and this is about building on that and also saying under the umbrella of the community that's why our networks are so important which is we wanted people to have um, this passion for the organization. And so we've got probably, I think it's nearly 30 networks in the organization now, which cover all aspects of diversity and inclusion, but also cover areas such as um, our coaching network, our environmental network, our community social responsibility network. They are a collective group of people who care passionately and they've come together to say, and this is the boldness, we want to be part of this change journey and we want to be the difference. And that has been, as I said, magnificent to see, but it's evolving on a daily basis. And what you're then seeing in terms of boldness is it's not led from the top. This is coming from all parts of the business to say, right, how can we improve this? What can we do differently? How can we make change for the better? Um, which... I, if I'd spoken to you maybe a year or two ago, Meg, I'd have probably said if we can get that, it would be amazing. I didn't think we'd accelerate it to the sort of level we have, which has yeah. partly been driven by COVID. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, how sometimes something so negative can actually bring out positivity. Yeah. And I think when we're all working and we're going to be working in these ways and dealing with what's going on in society and, you know, the worries about the pandemic, et cetera, for so long, it's trying to find those um, moments in your what you can control. So we talk a lot in terms of what can you control in the work you do? Can we well, we can make sure you have meaningful work. We can make sure you feel safe and trusted and supported in work. We can make sure you understand how you're making a difference. You know, because research shows if you feel like you're making a difference, that mm. can really help. So if we can alleviate any of the pressure and stress associated with work, that has got to be helpful in terms of how people are able to manage the other aspects of their lives. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, really. Um, so my next question, um, a huge part of the culture at Companies House is within our networks. 
can you tell me about their strength and their power? Um, well, I can use, a, I, I mentioned how many we've got, but you know, for me particularly, um, it's exec sponsor. So I'm exec sponsor for the Ability Network, which um, supports and celebrates those of us in the organization living with long-term health conditions, of which I'm one, one of those. Um, our Cancer Advocates Group, again, my own personal experience of cancer has made me want to be part of that group. Um, our mental health um, advocates and first aiders, um, they're again, a key one, but there are so many others. And I think, you know, the point I want to get across is that there is, we're not one thing. And I think I talked about this when we had a culture meeting, you know, I don't just identify as a woman or a mother or someone with a disability. I'm a, I'm a mixture of all of those things. And the fact that in this organization, you can connect and reach out and be supported and work with colleagues who have a, a shared understanding and a passion for something is the bit that truly, I think, makes it magical from my perspective. And whether I'm an ally for one of our other groups, whatever it is, this sense of community and family, but also not just a talking shop about making real change, that's probably the strength. And, uh, you know, in the last two weeks alone, we've seen, you know, our Working Families Network take off, our Face Network, you know, our Faith Allies um, Culture uh, ethnicity group you know all of these groups are being co coming forward because people are recognizing that they would like to see change but also to give this further sense of connection and they all come under the umbrella of culture and culture change and engagement um, and that's probably what makes it so powerful it's not just well we have to have these diversity groups it's much much bigger than that yeah it's not a box ticking thing by any means. I've been part of the women's network since I started Companies House and I sit in in the meetings and it's not just for women. It, you know, the men come along to those meetings. It, the allyship part of it, I think, is something that I've never experienced in a workplace before. Like there might be like groups of people, but it would be just them and not, it wasn't open and fluid to everyone for everyone to see so it's really unique in that way well, that's good to hear that's good to hear yeah so my last question uh, for you is um thinking about during this year what have you learned about yourself in both a professional and a personal capacity if anything oh i learn something every week meg honestly because when we talk about the curiosity, it's about being curious about yourself, being clear, you know, constantly learning, evaluating. So if I take per, a professional first, so I've learned that um, you, know, you, however much you plan, you can't be ready for everything and you have to be able to adapt and, and respond. Um, I've realized that um, I am a very, per, um, what do I call it? It's, uh, I thrive and get my energy from personal connections so I have struggled with um, having to work remotely, albeit I know it's absolutely the right thing to do from a safety perspective, but I have struggled with it because I genuinely loved going into work every single day and I would interact with maybe 40 or 50 people and I just loved that energy it gave me. So I've had to find other ways to get that energy. Um, and I, I think as well, um, professionally as well for me, I've learned that I've had to be more creative and definitely develop more digital skills in terms of 
how I connect. And also as someone very visual, um, how you learn using the tools remotely, the digital tools. I'm really challenging myself to think about how I can do that in different ways. Um, personally, again, I suppose the same is back to that needing sort of personal connections. You know, my own personal anxiety. I've got family members who were shielding for a long period during the um, lockdown. So, you know, worrying about them. Um, but also, um, you know, I was somebody who liked lots of uh, spontaneity in my personal life, liked to travel very often travel a lot and so I've had to spend the last sort of six to nine months at home but actually I've realized that you can still get lots and lots of uh, joy out of being in your home so I talk about jolts of joy so my garden um, if you could see me now with my desk I've got flowers on it candles I've got everything going to sort of create this positive space for myself um, and I, I think that's what I've learned that actually you have to adapt, which comes back to the adaptable, to your circumstances. And I keep, it's back to that mindset, reminding myself that this is the right thing to be doing because this is about safety and this is about others and it's about making sure that um, we keep each other safe, but I'm also, we're still able to deliver. So it's been a fascinating sort of six to eight months. And I think this is the point about all of us probably learning every day and keep thinking, okay, we can't control everything, but there's a few things we control in terms of our mindset, how we want to approach things. And again, probably I've learned you've got to reach out when you think I'm having a tough day today. I could really do with some um, social contact face to face, but I'm not going to get it. So how am I going to deal with that? So mm. they would be my sort of learning things. What about you? <laughs> um, I think listening to you then, would you say that you're quite extroverted? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, I'm I'm the on the other side, um, which I think shocks people sometimes about me. But I've actually really enjoyed um, my own time and my own space. Like, don't get me wrong, there have been times when I've wanted to see other people. Um, my partner's worked throughout, so I have spent a lot of time alone, and it is just the two of us. Um, but yeah, I actually realise I really enjoy my own company. I knew it, but I definitely know it now. That's fabulous because, I mean, I love my own company, but I like it at the end of the day. And interestingly, there was five of us at home. So my husband was shielding. My uh, daughter was out of uh, working from home with schooling. And my two university student children were home too. So five of us in the house was a nightmare. That was the first thing. Uh, it really was. But um, I was always someone who liked to keep home and work very separate. I loved going to work. I used to talk about it being my respite because <laughs> I just loved it. And, you know, if you've got complicated home life, etc., and everything else that's going on, I loved having that separation. So, again, I've, ha I've struggled with that sense of how do you separate them both? Um, I've also found and I'll be interested, but I've tended to revert back to seeming to do all the cooking and all these <laughs> other sort of very different domesticated jobs that I never did before. So I'm trying to push back on this one. I don't know how it's happened. Yeah, um, some things can't stay, can they? <laughs> no, 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 no. So I'm pushing back on that. But I'm trying things like getting out and walking around outside to try and turn it into a different sort of work and home, you know. I'm trying to learn and I'm learning from others. I'm reading lots of um, material about techniques to try because this is here for the long term. Yeah. So you've got to adapt. And 
I want to adapt, but I also don't want to lose who I am. And I think, you know, one of the other strategies I've used is to do things like I'm doing with you now, but also to connect with other um, HR professionals in other organizations to learn from them because that gives me energy. Um, So it's finding where you get your energy from. Because if you're dealing with things like COVID, as I have since the beginning, it can be very miserable and quite draining. So you have to think, how else can I get my energy and and keep myself motivated so I can also motivate others? Yeah, well, I think you're inspirational. I think, you know, like you said earlier, you've been doing the job that you do for 30 years. It would be so easy for you to sit back and say, I know it all. I'm done. I don't need to learn. But you're just on a continuum journey of learning new things and that is why you are where you are oh thank you Meg and that's why I love working with people like you (laughs) so that concludes my questions for today thank you so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure and with you take care of yourself thanks Ange